Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate these rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask, go to masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. That's masterleadership.org forward slash podcast for more information. Today, we have Shana Rattler with us. Shana was born with an entrepreneurial spirit, with memories and pictures of yard sales and bartering, tracing back to the age of five. She formally became an entrepreneur in 2007, when she started a healthcare staffing agency shortly after receiving her degree in physical therapy. Beginning in 2010 as a coach, consultant, and speaker, Shana went on to help celebrities, influencers, military officers, political dignitaries, pastors, corporate executives, and seasoned entrepreneurs achieve personal growth and organizational excellence. She and her businesses have received multiple awards. She has published three books and has been featured in over 250 media outlets, including The Wall Street Journal, Enterprising Women, and Black Enterprise. In 2018, she accepted her calling into ministry and is passionate about helping others to develop a deeper understanding of God and the identity they have in Him. Her mission is to help leaders shift from burnout to where God needs them next to succeed in business and life. You're just one shift away from where God needs you next. Welcome, Shana Rattler. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Well, we're so happy to have you on our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yes, I am. Let's go. Uh, let's do it. Okay. Can you tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now? Absolutely. I started out as an entrepreneur officially. Um, I have I actually have pictures of myself when I was having this yard sale when I was about five. There was so much crap on the table that no one would have ever wanted. But my dad said, I've been a hustler. I say an entrepreneur. My dad says I've been a hustler all my life. You saw it hustling. <laughs> I like barter with him, trade money to get things or whatever. But I officially became an entrepreneur in 2007. So when I graduated from physical therapy school, I quickly had a healthcare staffing agency land in my lap just out of demand. And so people were coming to me like, you know, how do you start a business and how do you grow a business? You're only 28 years old and you have so much stuff. Like, how did you get all this? How did you do all of this? And so I quickly realized that coaching and consulting, you know, was not only something that I found myself to be good at, but it was also something that I felt like I was being called to do as well. So in 2000 and maybe 2010, I started coaching and consulting and speaking and I have been doing that around leadership development, business development, personal development ever since then. And now my specific assignment is I actually accepted my calling into ministry in 2018. And the specific assignment that I have been given 
is to work with high performing leaders who are burned out and really showing them how they can confidently drive the next chapter of their lives so that they can win, whether it's in business or in life. And I think it's been really fitting, if you will, that, you know, at the time of this recording that we're in a pandemic, you know, in crisis mode, and it's been good for business. And, you know, that's my next question. Because we're experiencing this global pandemic, there's an uptick in your business. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who are burned out. So tell me a little bit about that and how it's affected your family as well. Right. So my personal life, I'm single and I have an adult child that lives on their own. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing around here but me and lights. Okay. So I work from home and I have for years and most of the work that I do with my clients is virtual. So outside of the fact that I can't do things like, you know, get my nails done or, you know, things that don't really matter at the end of the day my day-to-day life has not changed much because I'm pretty much a homebody. So outside of work and going to church one day a week, I don't leave the house a whole lot anyway, but there has been a little bit of an uptick in my business because I think that high-performing leaders often find themselves at a space where they're in a time of uncertainty where they might be feeling inadequate or feel like they don't have all the answers or want more, but don't know how to move forward. But I think the crisis that we are in now Uh, globally really has people asking themselves, what next? You know, Mm -hmm. I talked to someone who was a therapist and they had only seen patients in brick and mortar. And by golly, outside of being able to do it on Zoom, they wish that they had, you know, multiple streams of income and maybe had some online programs and things of that nature. So I think that now is a great time for us to start looking inward and outward, you know, to see how do we answer those questions of what's next on the other side of this pandemic. Mm. And so your service is really needed at this time. Where can we connect with you? So I've made it easy. I'm Shana Speaks everywhere. My website is shanaspeaks.com. I'm Shana Speaks on Facebook. I'm Shana Speaks on Instagram. So as long as you spell my name with a Y, S-H-A-Y-N-A, you can pretty much find me on any platform because I'm the same name everywhere. (laughs) Okay. That's perfect. Now, Shana, what resources, quotes, or advice has helped you most during this crisis? One of the quotes slash advice that I was given years ago that I've kind of lived by, and it's even more applicable now, is to keep going even when you don't feel like it, right? You know, because as entrepreneurs, it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, why am I doing all of this? Like all this blood, sweat, and tears for little reward or things that are not taking off as fast as I thought they would. I just don't feel like it today. So, you know, keep going even when you don't feel like it has always been kind of my motto. Mm -hmm. But I think now it's really important because I feel like it's not the time to step back. It's the time to step up. And I believe that great things will be birthed from this if we let it, you know, and I think that the need to shift, I talk about shifting all the time, is that the need to shift usually begins with some form of disruption. And usually Mm -hmm. I think it's because I believe in God and I say that God is trying to get our attention. And if he would have just whispered, we probably would have ignored those nudges. And sometimes he has to scream. And so maybe he's using something like this pandemic as a way to scream to us and get our attention and say, well, maybe we've been pursuing the wrong place. And, you know, I love the signature in your emails. It's you're just one shift away from where God needs you next. 
Yes. You know, when we think about why do things happen in our lives? Like, why do we feel burned out? Why do we feel uncertain? Why do we feel inadequate? All of the kind of muck that we can find ourselves in as leaders, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why is that happening? And I think that a lot of times we're pursuing the wrong place, whether that's a physical place, like maybe we're in the wrong job. Or maybe we're in a job and we need to explore entrepreneurship, or maybe it's a relationship, a mindset, or anything that we might be putting our energy into that's not really on the path that's going to get us close to destiny. I think that those are the reasons why things happen to get our attention so that we'll pay attention to it. I know me, I'm a little bit hard-headed, so I typically will ignore the whispers. You almost have to scream and shake me sometimes to get mm -hmm. me to pay attention. And I really believe that we are just one shift away from where it is that we need to be next that's going to get us to our next level of destiny because you know this is a leadership podcast that we're doing master leadership so most of us are already masterful with where we are now but that doesn't mean that there's not a next for right. us and i think right. that we're just one shift away from that next right and you know master leadership master is a verb so we're all growing together we don't arrive right. we're growing together so that's important now you know, you're very positive, very energetic, and that's fantastic. But there are people in this time that, although they may have been really positive, they may find themselves stuck or in a funk, or I feel like I'm diminishing what they're feeling by saying that. I think find themselves for the first time in depression, or maybe they've lost people in their lives because there's so much loss. I've gotten an uptick in emails announcing funerals. Um, and it's affecting me. What's something you can tell us? This sounds cliche, but I know that it's true, is that this too shall pass. And mm -hmm. we're in an ever-changing world. And, you know, I hope that we don't ever find ourselves where, you know, virtual funerals become a thing of the norm. But, you know, the world is changing at an ever-loving pace. And I think so many of us are attached to the way that we've always done things. And I think that we have to use this as a time to recognize that we need to learn to be more fluid and flexible. And I don't say that to be insensitive to what we're feeling, but I would encourage your listeners to try not to get locked into the negative emotion that you're feeling and ask yourself, what are you being taught as a result of this? And how can you use that to maximize to go forward? Because the reality is, is that it's always going to be something. This is not the first crisis. This won't be the last crisis. And we can't afford to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes if we get locked into the emotion of how we're feeling, it becomes an even bigger distraction and setback than it would be if we acknowledge and own how we're feeling, that they're very valid feelings, but how do we as quickly and as effectively as possible move ourselves out of that and into something that is actually going to serve us? I used to tell my son all the time, you've got one day to feel like this. And then after that, we need to be moving on to how do we grow from this? How do we learn from this? Because I'm not the friend that's going to let you be in your funk too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't get to call me three weeks, three months later and still be feeling the same thing without me going, okay, how do we shift out of this? Mm -hmm. So you give action steps and moving in action helps to move us along. Yeah. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. Want to make your voice stand out to prospective employers, clients, or partners? You don't have to be well known to be a guest on Master Your Swag podcast. 
In fact, we provide you with all the tools you'll need to be featured and be ready to get noticed. Go to MasterYourSwag.com and claim your spot on Master Your Swag Podcast. Now, Shana, many use the term lifelong learner. Yeah. What does that mean to you and what are you learning right now? I think that the day that we stop learning is the day that we die figuratively. (laughs) You know what I mean? But what I'm learning is that I need to recognize that these shifting seasons is more about me being than what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Mm. I think that's why we're called like human beings and not human doers. I think a lot of times we ask ourselves, like, what should I be doing? And what I'm learning in this season is that it's more about, you know, who I'm becoming. And if I focus on the areas that I need to develop to become a better version of myself, then I'm going to be in a better position to identify and focus on what to actually do next. And what are you learning about your being? I'm learning that I have to release Mm. in order to have anything new, be anything new do anything new, there's probably some things that I have to release. And I'm having to release not having everything figured out. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Not being symmetrical all the time. Right. No, I haven't quite quite let go of that. We had to turn the video off, but what you guys didn't see is that I had to like get just right in between my lamps because I'm a little OCD like that. Um, but I, I've had to let go of not having everything figured out, feeling mm-hmm. like I have to have it all figured out before I can take steps. I say, you know, you need to take steps, even if they're laced with uncertainty. Yes. And I've told my clients that for years, but I don't think that I've done a great job of it myself. Well, that's a big takeaway. And, you know, I urge the listeners, I have to get with it myself because I am a perfectionist as well. Not as much as I used to be, but I continue to learn to let go. So I really appreciate that. And that will hit home with a lot of us. So thank you for sharing that. Now. Shana, when you think about leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? I'm most concerned because I have found that many high-performing leaders, I feel like we don't have a safe space where we can openly admit that we're burned out or that we're feeling inadequate or uncertain about how to move forward. And those of us who have a certain level of faith, I think sometimes we struggle to incorporate our faith into our professional roles, into our decision-making. And it really concerns me that there are not enough places out there to give those of us who are in leadership a safe place to land and a safe place to go, I don't know. And what I'm most hopeful about is that people like you and I will just continue to create those platforms that make that possible. I love that because as you were saying that, I'm thinking I want to create a safe space and I'm hoping that this is a safe space for you. It is. You know, I love, you know, when I am on corporate platforms, if you will, I always have to be more mindful of their culture and more mindful of the can and can't And I feel like when I'm on the platforms of when we kind of run our own show, that it gives me a little bit more liberty to really just be myself and say, I don't know everything and I don't have it all figured out. And as soon as I thought I had it figured out, boom, I was hit with some form of disruption and now I'm lost again. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to say that, but I think that there are some environments, especially organizational environments that have jaded us to think that we always have to have the answers, right? Right. When I do a corporate training, I say, 
you know, you don't have to know anything in here. This is an environment where we actually get to co-create the answer. And it's always amazing to me how you can see people just this huge sigh of relief and like melt back into their chairs and go, yes, I can finally take my cape off and say, I don't know. Right. I love that. And I appreciate that you bring that up because, you know, not knowing or saying that you don't know can be scary for some people, especially when you perceive yourself or you're in a leadership role. Right. Um, I also love what you said to co-create. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Well, for me, I think that the best solution is one where both sides, top and bottom, have mm-hmm. input. I'm a big fan of, even in sales, I never go to a client with an off-the-shelf template solution. Because guess what? I don't know what you want to need until I give you the opportunity to figure out what's working, what isn't working, what you would like to see happen, and what you want to need. And so if we just address everything I call it creating in a vacuum, right? If I just sit at my desk and figure out what the solution is, it's very one-sided and you don't even realize until you start implementing it if it's going to work. So I think co-creation is the best solution to everything because everyone gets to give their input. It gets to look like what everyone wants it to look like. And it sure does save you some time and energy from going back and recreating. Right. And you know what? Speaking of co-creating, I had a guest on yesterday who has a question for you. Okay. We're opening the platform to that where people can just email their questions in so that we can connect. I will answer anything. Okay. So here we go. (laughs) I'm an open book. (laughs) So here we go. Tim Ringgold wants to know, when you consider the diversity of a team you lead, do you adjust your leadership style to fit their needs? Yes, absolutely. I was actually at one point in my career certified in the DISC profile. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I recognize in my professional life and even my personal life, I think in our personal lives, many of us are familiar with the five love languages. And that principle only works if we learn how to speak the love language of the other person. So like my love language is quality time. That's my primary love language. But the last relationship that I was in didn't work out because his was acts of service and he wanted to love me through acts of service, but never spend Mm -hmm. any time with me. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's the same thing in leadership. You know, if we're going to be so rigid to where we only have one style of output, it's going to be very difficult for us to receive the level of input that is necessary. So I absolutely try to do temperature checks before I'm working with a team. And while I'm working with a team, I'm almost all D. Disc called me and was like, oh my God, we've never had anybody that was almost all one profile. And And so for our listeners who don't know Disc, what does that mean? So the DISC profile is basically a personality profile to determine what type of leader you are. So I'm a D, which is direct. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the type of person that needs all the pull marketing questions when you call me. Like, I don't need you to set it up and fluff me up. I just want you to tell me the features, the benefits, and the price, and that's all I need. Right, right. Some people are I's, and they need to feel it. They need to know the influence that they're going to have. S's are very steady. C's are very conscientious. You find a lot of accountants that are S's or C's. And so people like to receive information in different ways. So if I have an S or a C on my team, I know that I've got to give them the detail, even though I would prefer that they not communicate to me in that way. So to answer your question, Tim, I absolutely 
alter my leadership style based on the diversity of my team, whether that is a racial diversity, whether it's a gender diversity, or whether or not it's just leadership styles. I think that if we don't do that, we're going to fail our teams miserably, and the results that we are going to get are not going to be ideal. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Now, Shana, as a listener of this podcast, what is a question that you have for future leadership guests to respond to? I'm so happy that you asked that. I've never had, I've been doing podcast interviews for a very long time. And right now I'm doing about three a week and nobody has ever done that. So you, kudos we're co-creating you. baby. We're co-creating. We're co-creating. <laughs> yes. So, and I wrote it down. So I'm going to read it verbatim. Not like y'all can see me anyway, but I'm going to read it verbatim. In what ways have you overcome times where you didn't have all of the answers, but those you led expected you to? Hmm. I think that there's different forms of leadership. I think there's positional leadership, meaning that we have a certain position in the hierarchy of the organization. And I think the higher up you are, the more answers you're expected to have. Mm -hmm. I think that the more people that you lead, the more that you're expected to have the answers. And I'm just curious how other people overcome that when they don't have all the answers, but the people that you're leading definitely expect you to. I love that question. And I will certainly ask my next guest. So make sure you tune in. Now, Shana, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? The conversation that we're having today is very time sensitive because again, at the time of this recording, you know, we're in a public Mm -hmm. health scare. But I know that anytime it's very easy, especially if you're a high performing leader to feel burned out and to feel uncertain about how to move forward. But I think if we focus on the right things, it's possible to come out supercharged and on the right path to your next level of destiny. You know, if anyone that is listening is interested, I actually have a whole like 40 minute training on how do you overcome burnout and upgrade your personal and business growth. So if it's completely free, it always will be. If your listeners want to go listen to that full 40 minute training on that, they can go to the power of the shift.com. That's the power of the shift.com. And I go real deep in like, what are the signs that you need to shift? What can get in the way of shifting? How do you shift? Where do you shift to? And so that's what I would leave people with is that, you know, the hope that if we do a few things right, we really can come out on the other side of this supercharged and upgraded. And if you don't know what those things are, be willing to enlist someone who can help you do that, whether it is a coach or a mentor inside of your organization, or anybody that I like to say, been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. If you can't figure out what those few right things are, find that person that you can co-create with so that you make sure that you come out on the other side of uncertainty a lot more certain. Well, Shana, I had such a great time. I learned a lot, and I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. Listen, have a great day, and stay safe, and have fun. You too. Have a great weekend. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.